This hour brought to you by GCNLife.com. Live younger, look younger, feel younger at GCNLife.com. The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat Good morning. Good afternoon. It's not morning. <laughs> Good afternoon, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show. Uh, got to forgive me. I'm still stuck on morning here. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel to Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday afternoon. I know a lot of you in the chat were expecting to see Bradley. You like to see his pretty face. See, I got the face that's made for radio. And uh, you like to hear his voice and everything. And uh, you guys who are listening online, Bradley's um, taking, some, uh, taking some time with his kids today, so he asked me if I'd fill in. We were supposed to have a guest. Now, I'm going to tell you guys in the chat who who come in in the morning show. We told you we are going to have Nathan from down there in Gainesville who went into the Kroger stores, and somehow there was a miscommunication of time, which happens. Uh, he's in the Eastern Time, and Bradley's in Central. And uh, so he's going to be on the show Monday afternoon, okay? Uh, Lord willing, he's going to be on the show Monday afternoon, call in then. Uh, so I, I apologize. It was just out of my hands. I didn't know the miscommunication was there. In in any case, we're going to talk about a subject here today, and I think it's kind of tying some things together as to what's going on. You know, we speak about um, justice, we speak about um, the law, we speak about upholding that. Bradley uses the phrase, justice guards our liberty. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And if you want to catch us online uh, during the show, if you're if you're listening by GCN and, and you want to tune in on any of our platforms, you can do so. Check us out at sonslibertymedia.com. Scroll down right there on the right, and the video should be going. You can hop on right there. Uh, Twitter account is FPPTim. That's being streamed out. My Periscope account, Setting Brush Fires, is out there. Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channels B Dean Sons of Liberty. We're on BeforeIt'sNews.com and DLive.TV at the Sons of Liberty if you want to watch the show. Now, here's the thing. I wanted to start off, and I was trying to get a friend of mine to come on. My friend, I've had him on the morning show before. His name is Gordon Runyon. He's a pastor who's laboring out in a little town in New Mexico that I don't even want to try to pronounce right now. But he's out in New Mexico. He's been there for many years. Uh, He and I have been friends for a a long time. And uh, he wrote a book. 
years ago called Resistance to Tyrants, Romans 13 and the Christian Duty to Oppose Wicked Rulers. It's a great book. It's a great little read. If you're a person that thinks that Romans 13 tells you to submit to everything that tyrants tell you to do, um, and any whim that a tyrant wants, whether it's a king, whether it's a president, whether it's a legislative body, they want to tell you to do that's outside the moral law of God, that is outside their delegated authority, that you just have to submit to that, you really need to read Gordon's book. It's not a long theological treatise. It's not heavy in uh, words that are hard to understand. He makes it very easy for you to understand what that resistance is to be, what the person in authority is to do as the minister of God. That's what they are. And by the way, let me just throw this in. For those of you who who may chime in and say, would you get off that religious stuff? Well, wait a minute. The Bible says that kings are ministers of God, which makes it, hello, sacred. It makes it religious in nature. There is no such thing as a secular society. There isn't. Every society on the face of the planet is a theocracy of some sort or another. The God of that society determines the law. And the God of that society determines the punishment. Now, the question is, is it going to be the true God who determines those things for the people? Or is it going to be a false God? And are you going to get injustice? You see the difference? Well, no, it's not, Tim. We're not in a Christian nation. Look, you go back and the, the foundations of the United States are, you, you can't argue against them. You just can't argue against them. So what I thought I would do, and I'm not going to get into that because I want to get to this issue that, that I want to talk about today, which is uh, the militia and dealing with crime. Now, to set this up, and it's going to run into the next segment, so I'll have to break off here in just a moment. By the way, if you want to get uh, Gordon's book, I'll have a link in the archive of the show that you can find at sonslibertymedia.com later on this, this afternoon, okay, when we archive the show. Gordon wrote a piece here recently in a local newspaper. It was printed online uh, for the Quay County Sun. And it's titled, Biblical or Bible Instruct, Instructive on Dealing with Crime. And I told Gordon, I was trying to get him on just for a little bit so we could have a conversation. And we're unable to do that because uh, he works there and he says, I can't take off the time to, to do anything. And it was sort of a last minute issue. And I said, well, I'm going to read your piece today. And then I'm going to tie it in with what's going on today in the United States. And one of the things that I want to do is I want to show you how you are the solution. Those of you listening to me, those of you watching, you're the solution. I'm the solution. Not the president, not Congress. We are. We're the solution to all of this. Okay? With that said, we've got uh, about a minute or so before we go to break. So I want to start reading this and give it to you. And then I want to go to the Constitution, the Bible, uh, about how we become the solution there, okay? All right, so here it is. The topics of prison and police reform are hot items nationally. Lots of people are giving their opinions, whether solicited or not. But no one is asking if the Bible gives us any guidance about these things. For the record, it does. 
As a bit of background, remember that the Mosaic Law regarding the kings of Israel found in Deuteronomy 17 kept the ruler on a tight leash. I believe Bradley has spoke, spoken about this. In fact, the king was supposed to do what? He was supposed to make himself a copy of the law and keep it at all times and read it. He was to be reminded of that. I wonder if our president or our congressman or our senators do that. Probably not. Many of them don't. He was not allowed to veer from the commandments to the left or to the right. He couldn't make it up as he went. If God did not tell him to do a thing, then it wasn't allowed. In this respect, the law of God is similar to the U.S. Constitution, both of them being limited power documents. With that in mind, it is instructive that the Scripture never allows for either prisons or police forces. It acknowledges the pagan use of such things, but makes no allowance for them in God's nation. Other side of the break, we'll be right back. Hang on, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. See you on the other side. It was William Booth who founded the Salvation Army that said, I consider that the chief dangers which confront the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without generation, politics without God, and heaven without hell. It was also the same William Booth who said, if you want to change the future, then you're going to have to trouble the present. Well, we here at the Sons of Liberty have always been a troubler of the present to preserve our future for generations to come. And you can be a part of it too. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and click on the spread the word button where you can join us in taking part in winning this nation for Christ by becoming a son or daughter of liberty. You can also make a one-time donation as well by clicking the donate securely button on our landing page. We cannot do this apart from you. We are all together in this fight to win America back under Christ and restore us back to the foundations that made us great. Go to sonsoflibertyradio.com today. As you listen to the show today, you're probably thinking, how can I be a part of changing culture and restoring this country for our posterity? Well, we at the Sons of Liberty have an answer for you. Pick up the phone and call radio stations in your hometown. Tell them you want to hear the Sons of Liberty on your AM and FM stations. Help us multiply the message that we deliver to the nation every day. And equip your community with the truth that is protecting our liberty for generations to come. Remember, we can do this together. Hi, this is Rob Pugh, publisher of Wisconsin Christian News, a national Christian newspaper, not just for Wisconsin. Thank you for supporting the work of Sons of Liberty. If you're a regular listener here, your eyes are already open to the truth. But if you'd like to open the eyes of others, Wisconsin Christian News is a great tool to help you do that. Subscribe at our website, wisconsinchristiannews.com. Also, check out our TV show, WCN-TV, offering vital information every Wednesday afternoon at wcntv.net. When you have a pain in the neck, a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. 
Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four and a half to five star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our made in the USA microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part? Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. Welcome back, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Radio.com, Sons of Liberty Media.com. Sorry about that, guys. I was something in my connection there that was making uh, Stephanie garbled there a little bit. Sorry about that. I just hit the disconnect and connect again. All right. Uh, apologize for that for those who are watching on the video platforms. All right. Let's get back to this because this sets sort of the tone for the things that we're going to talk about here. You guys are seeing what goes on in people places like Portland. You're, you're seeing stuff like uh, what's going on in Seattle. And everybody's got their opinion about how it should be dealt with, okay? And some opinions are worse than others. <laughs> Those of you who tuned in to my show in the morning, you know I read from a, a friend of mine who's supposed to be a conservative, was against the Patriot Act and all this, and he just did a 180 because Donald Trump is in office, and he just wants to give Donald Trump free reign to, do, to not even be bound by the Constitution, to declare a martial law, to grab people off the streets and take them to Guantanamo Bay, keep them indefinitely, torture them, whatever. And I, he submitted that as an article. I'm like, I'm not putting that out there. But people have their opinions about what they should think. So I figured what we will do is we'll, let, we'll set a foundation here and we'll build on it because that's what our, found, that's what our founding fathers did, okay? So with that said, again, let's go back to Gordon Runyon's article. It's a short article. It's not very long. And again, he wrote this uh, this past week, submitted it to his paper, and he's a pastor in the area. He said, with all the things he started off in mind, it is instructive that the Scripture never allows, it never commands, for either prisons or police forces. You say, well, wasn't Paul in prison? Yes. Well, wasn't Jesus in prison? Yes. Well, wasn't the other disciples in prison? Yes. There was no command that that was a just punishment, though. It's kind of like saying Solomon had a bunch of wives and a bunch of concubines. It's sort of, this is a fact of, in, in, you know, in evidence that we have. It's not a command to do. So then Gordon goes on and he says, There are no prisons under biblical law because caging and confining are not biblical punishments. Nobody gets any justice served if you cage somebody. In fact, it could be argued that taxing a victim of crime, which is something I'm tell- I've been telling you for some time, so that her oppressor can be supported for years in prison is another crime. Scripturally, criminal acts are dealt with through restitution, paying back what was stolen or destroyed, or punished in the actual body of the criminal, as in indentured servitude, public whipping, or capital punishments. Okay? What about police? 
Under the law of God, neighbors were supposed to help protect neighbors. Heads of households were charged with protecting their own families. When the need arose to capture a bad guy, citizens got the job done. Oh, that reminds me. And you guys see the story of the young lady, she was a nurse up in New York, and her elderly father, who had put everything he could into doing what he could to provide for his family, and some punk comes along and kills her father, and she goes to the police and they say, we don't have time for it, and this, that, and the other. And they said, you go do the legwork, you get the evidence, and we'll follow up. So what did the lady do? She beat the streets about it to find out if anybody knew anything about the death of her father. This was up in New York. I think it was in Brooklyn. And she found a store that had surveillance video of the man who killed her father. And she went to the cops, and the cops said, oh, we'll get right on this. You see, folks, we can do it. We can do it. And a lot of us would end up stopping it before it got beyond that if they would leave our rights alone. Because if a guy comes to kill us, we use the rights that we have before God in keeping and bearing arms to put that criminal down. You understand? All right. I'll just a little sidetrack there. Gordon says, we, we, when the need arose to capture a bad guy, the citizens got the job done. I realize how fanciful that sounds to modern American ears. So completely have we delegated these jobs, I would say it's our duties, to third parties. But a quick read in American history will show that this is exactly how it worked in the early years of this nation. French observer Alexis de Tocqueville reported in his 1840 work, Democracy in America, that almost every crime in America was punished, without much of a police force, at least compared to France, because the people worked together. They worked together. The first police departments in America, as distinct from a small sheriff's office, were formed for the purpose of enforcing runaway slave laws. Again, many of you probably didn't even know that. For documentation, see Dr. Joel McDermott's massive historical research in the book, The Problem of Slavery in Christian America. In fact, the biblical prescription for Israel's government was a very minimal system. It was centered on individuals practicing self-government under the simple moral commands of God with a court system that was only activated to deal with actual disputes or crimes. And I think I made mention of that before on the show as well. Again, I know this sounds insane to American ears, ears which are used to hearing government commands issued that cover literally every human activity from bringing babies into the world to how to bury the dead. Real liberty sounds crazy. Crazy scary. We might as well admit it. We are that people that Ben Franklin scolded for a willingness to trade freedom for security. Pastor Gordon running out there in New Mexico. I'm thankful to call him friend. I mean, he just laid it out there, folks. Many, many of you think that voting is going to solve the problem. Many of you think if you get the right party in there, the majority of the party in there, it's going to solve the problem. Many of you think if somebody would just give the order to use 
the National Guard, the federal troops, whatever, or in Portland's case, the DHS agents. <laughs> I don't even know where they're mentioned in the Constitution. That will solve the problem. And that's and you cheer it on. And listen, I'm going to read to you from the Constitution what it says of how we're to do it. Not them, we, the people. All right? So you see the lawlessness going on right now, right? You see from Dr. Fauci the fraud that's being committed upon the people. You see it happening with the governor's offices and mayors around the country. And you know it's criminal. And all you feel like you can do is cast a vote in November or get fueled up and send memes on social media or type something. And that's all you feel like you can do. But that's not what our Constitution says. And that's not even what the Bible commands us to do. But let's start at the Constitution. And then we'll look at some things for what the Bible says. Okay? Let's start at the Constitution here. Second Amendment. I'm sure most people who are listening to me and who are in the chat room, you guys are big Second Amendment proponents. And for many of you, you think that just means owning a gun, shooting a gun, having fun with a gun. <laughs> you know, that's what you that's what you think of because you're not out to hurt anybody. Okay. But the Second Amendment starts with this: a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Did you hear that? A well-regulated militia. That doesn't mean that it's regulated out of existence. It means it's made regular and the states are to regulate them. The states, not the federal government, the states. This is why I disagree with the National Guard, even though it's in the statutes. This is not what our, our founding fathers had in mind at all as being a militia. And uh, Dr. Edwin Vera, I think, agreed with me that, even though he pointed it out, it's in the statutes, he disagreed that that it was uh, the militia that the Constitution spoke about. But it's necessary for the security of a free state. Now, why is that? It's because the people have to defend against tyranny. And the, and people laugh at us, and they point to the well, who's tyrannical? We live in a free country. Look around you. Does the news sound like you live in a free country? Really? Does it sound like that? If they're going to fine you and throw you in jail because you don't have a mask on because you open your business? Huh? Because your kids go out and they sell lemonade at a lemonade stand and they're going to get fined? Kids being picked up at school just because they mouth off. They're, they're not violent. They just mouth off or something. Come on. Come on. Again... It's a whole lot different when you go to the Constitution. And Gordon's right. It sounds crazy. But this is what we're dealing with. Before you get to the right of the people to keep and bear arms that shall not be infringed, which is being infringed all day long, you've got a militia there. And the militia is there to secure a free state. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that on the other side of the break. Hang on. See you on the other side. With gun theft on the rise, it's crucial that law-abiding citizens hide their guns from criminals who are now becoming desperate. 
Learn exactly how with the newly updated Hide Your Guns e-manual, written by a former U.S. Special Forces officer who now reveals his field-tested secrets. Whether it's sneaky ways to hide your guns in plain sight or using extremely clever hiding places that even skilled thieves will never suspect. Learn how to hide other valuables too, like cash, gold coins, credit cards, so that they're safe from thieves but back in your hands instantly when needed. All this week, get four free bonuses when you order gun debate boot camp how to argue with liberals about guns and win every time audio program our no bs home defense report the best-selling your home your fortress e-manual and a special mystery bonus worth 25 dollars. go to hideyourguns.com that's hideyourguns.com don't let your guns be stolen and used in a crime go to hideyourguns.com you are listening to gcn visit gcnlive.com today USA Radio News with Tim Berg. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows says the Trump administration made four different offers to extend unemployment benefits and eviction protection to Democrats. And those four different offers uh, have been actually rejected, but more importantly than that, uh, they've not even been countered with a proposal. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis is bracing the state for incoming Hurricane Isaias. To ensure the state's fully prepared for impact, I just signed an executive order uh, to declare a state of emergency in every coastal county up Florida's east coast. DeSantis urging residents to remain vigilant and pay close attention to local warnings and says that emergency officials have a PPE reserve in place to combat both hurricane season and the coronavirus pandemic. This is USA Radio News. Several top health experts are giving a House panel an update on the coronavirus pandemic, and one of them has some very encouraging news. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes reports from Washington. Dr. Anthony Fauci says work on vaccines is progressing well and that one already looks very promising. In fact, Fauci tells the House panel, We hope that as a time we get into the late fall and early winter, we will have, in fact, a vaccine that we can say would be safe and effective. Democrats on that panel say the Trump administration has not been doing enough to help states that still need more testing to get it. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Another major college football conference is nixing its non-conference games for this season. SEC teams will play a 10-game conference-only schedule starting on September 26th. The SEC championship will also be pushed back two weeks to December 19th. You're listening to USA Radio News. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made, with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value free, by using code GCN at checkout. 
right now. Click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one liter bottle of high quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30 count bottle of immune booster valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout and the bonus is yours free. 2020safe.net. Welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing uh, with the commercial there, safe and effective vaccine. Yeah, right. Exactly, Sandy. Um, if it's so safe and effective, it's kind of like saying there's a safe and legal abortion. Um, it's just incredible. There is no, there's no abortion that's safe. It's cert- it may be, quote unquote, legal. People use that term instead of saying it's lawful. It's not lawful. Um the same thing is true about a vaccine. If it if it is, folks, if it is, why are they paying out billions of dollars to those who've been harmed by vaccines? Huh? Why do the vaccine companies have um, immunity? And, and now you got the president pushing Operation Warp Speed to run this stuff through in less than half the time. Right, right. They're safe and effective. My foot. Again, this is lawlessness. It's criminal. It's criminal. All right, so I was reading before the break, um, the Second Amendment, okay? So we saw in there the militia. We also see, and I see a separation there because I think the founders and what you see of their writings, especially Thomas Jefferson, when he talks about um, arms, one of the things that he does is he starts talking about the right of the, of the individual to have those. The people are not going to have their, their arms taken. So I think there within here... The right of the people to keep and bear arms. Not the right of the militia to keep them, but the right of the people to keep and bear them is not to be infringed. Because the militia is just the community of the people who make it up. So this militia is necessary for the security of a free state. Now let me ask you something. How many of you are a part of, or you know that there is a militia that is established in your state in which it's well-regulated, in which you have chosen your officers to be a part of that militia to regulate it. How many of you have that in your state? I realize there's militia groups, don't get me wrong, and I applaud them for wanting to go out there and try to be all you can be in that respect. But there's a well-regulated militia according to our Constitution, and it's made up of the people. This is not something you sign up to be the weekend warrior. It's not a National Guard. It's not any of this other stuff. It is regulated. Okay? But what's happened to the militia? What's happened to the constitutional militia? It has been demonized as though it's some kind of terrorist organization. It is not. Let me tell you what the militia is. It is the law enforcers of our sovereign countries in our states. The militia is not terrorism. The militia is the law enforcers. That's who they are. Well, you're crazy, Tim, don't you? Haven't you seen these things? Haven't you listened to the media? What, that media that you don't believe? The media that you don't believe? What about the politicians? They're saying this, that, and the other. But those politicians you don't believe? How about we listen to what the Constitution says? Here it comes, okay? Here it comes. This is from Article 1. Section 8. 
These are the authorities delegated to Congress. They're to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union. How do you like them apples? The militia is the law enforcers. I'm going to tell you who they operate under. This becomes a, a bigger issue than just what's going on in your state, like what we see out in Portland, L.A., down in Atlanta, Seattle, any of these places. See, the militia are supposed to be dealing with that. Congress is to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections. How many of you guys have seen insurrections on your television? Huh? And it makes you angry. And you want somebody to do something, anything, anybody. And so you cheer it on when you see them do the snatch and grabs like some kind of Russian Gestapo on the streets of Portland. Well, it's good. Those guys need to be taken. Well, I agree they need to be dealt with. Those who are rioting, looting, causing insurrection, they need to be dealt with. But the law has a remedy for it, folks. And it ain't DHS. It's not their responsibility. It's not the IRS. It's not the FBI. It's not federal troops going in. It's the militia. And finally, they're to repel invasions. See, we didn't need the army going down and putting up razor wire. Remember when that happened, when Trump got in office and put up razor wire down there? That would have been the job of the militia. Repelling invasions. We are the law enforcers, the people. This is, this is what Bradley's talked about all the time. When are we going to get it and start demanding that those who represent us in our states start adhering to what the law is and establish us and recognize us as the militia, give us officers, and allow us to be the law enforcers? Now... It goes further, and the militia will be called up by the president to do these things. Or in the state, if that if it needs be. And look, I'll, I'll tip my hat off to, to President Trump to let the states deal with some of this stuff at the first to say, you guys deal with it. That was actually a smart move. Let the locals deal with that. They should be dealing with it. But if the feds are going to move in, they need to use the militia. That, that is the constitutional approach to doing that. And in that, you have, obviously, able-bodied men there uh, that are understood in the militia to be used as well. Now, one of the things, uh, one of the other things that we have is we have the fact that uh, the president can bring them in to do that. And, of course, since they're not there, that you would think this would be one of the things that he would have set up early on if he understood the Constitution. In Article 2, Section 2, the President shall be Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states when called in the actual service of the United States. So he is the one to direct them over where the law needs to be enforced. And by the way, that's what his duty is, folks. His duty is not to provide jobs. They, I, I was listening today, and they do it with every president. They say, oh, you took and you, um, create." the president created all these jobs. The president doesn't cr create one job. He doesn't. 
Donald Trump hadn't done it. Barack Obama didn't do it. Bill Clinton didn't do it. They don't create jobs. Not in that office, they don't. Those jobs were created by businesses. Okay? His main job, he's got some little, you know, formality things where he welcomes people from other countries in, receives dignitaries, appoints ambassadors. You know, he does a little of of this stuff like that. But his main job comes in Article 2, Section 3. He shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed and shall commission all the officers of the United States. Okay? So, with that said, he has a job to do. And that job is not the economy. It is not your health care. It is not producing vaccines. It is not calling up military to administer those, those vaccines. It's none of that. It is to make sure the law is enforced. Now, where's the law been enforced? This is something we continually are on every single day. Where's the justice? And my friend Gordon said it beautifully about a lack of justice. People continuing to go to jail is not justice. It is an injustice to them. It is an injustice to their victims and to the victims' family. And to those who aren't even who haven't even been victims, now they become victims of the system that wants to put them in jail, which if you know the data, you know that in America, the land of the free, home of the brave, we have the largest prison population in the world. And that through a lot of private prisons that demand that quotas be met. So men have to come up with other laws in which they make things illegal, unlawful, whatever, that they're going to criminalize you for that aren't immoral. You know, when you don't put your seatbelt on? How's that a crime? Well, you should put your seatbelt on, Tim, because that'll keep you safe. You should buckle your kids. Okay, that's fine. You know, when I was a kid, my dad drove around and I sat in his lap and drove the car with him. We had a big old Chevrolet Impala. I laid up in the you know the back of the window the way it sloped down. I laid up in that thing and slept going to the beach. Of course, the cars were made out of actual metal then. <laughs> but the point is, is this. It wasn't a crime not to do that. It might have been some negligence, but it wasn't a crime to do it. And you know what? If somebody had gotten hurt, those people would be responsible for it, whoever's driving, whoever's doing these things. But if nobody's been hurt, no property's damaged, there's no crime that's been, been committed. Okay. So the president's job is to enforce the law. He has the militia that's supposed to be at his disposal. You people wondering why the guy's getting attacked. Well, Bradley and I have our suspicions that it's happening because it's part of the show. It's part of the show to draw you in because they hide what they're really doing behind your back. But you know what? If he had a militia, he'd be putting these things down left and right, constitutionally, lawfully. But he doesn't have that. And he isn't calling for it. And nobody else is either. And this is part of the problem. So how do you have that? How do you set these things up? Do we go to a draft system and draft people? No, that's not what a free society does. And I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Going into the draft doesn't make you patriotic any more than paying taxes makes you a patriot. It doesn't. Or more American than somebody else. None of that does that. On the other side of the break, when we come back, I'm going to give you 
few instances from Scripture about the kind of men that go and they're part of that militia. Hang on. At the Sons of Liberty, we are in the trenches doing what it takes to protect our liberty. If you are already supporting our work as a son or daughter of liberty, we cannot say thank you enough. All we do is made possible by the generosity of faithful supporters like you. Together, we are having a positive impact on the future of this country we all love so much. If you have not yet partnered with us financially, we ask you today to consider becoming a son or daughter of liberty. Call one 866 or online at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Be a part of the team that brings responses like this. My name is Michael Anderson. I'm a Marine Corps veteran and contributing writer at Sons of Liberty Media. Bradley Dean and the Sons of Liberty are on the leading edge, explaining the power of the Constitution and the biblical principles that made America the greatest country on earth. I'm proud to be a contributor with Bradley and his team as they spread the message of the truths found in the Constitution to thousands of Americans. Become a son or daughter of liberty at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Have you ever thought about turning your Glock, XD family, or 1911 handgun into a semi-automatic carbine? It only takes about 30 seconds. The MacTech carbine upper is classified as an accessory and can be delivered right to your doorstep with no FFL or background check required. It's the world's most versatile pistol accessory. Build your custom upper today. Simply go to handgunconversion.com. That's handgunconversion.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Welcome back to Sons of Liberty, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. This final segment here. And um, sorry, I didn't give out the phone number. I apologize for that. Uh, again, Bradley, those of you who tuned in, listening for Bradley, I know you guys love Bradley to death. Um, he is having a day there with his family, and good for him. He, he needs to have that. And uh, so I, I'm filling in. <laughs> I'm filling in today. All right. 
So I laid out that with what the Constitution says. Now, there's something that comes before that, and as I was closing out, I touched on the draft because the draft, the issue with the draft is people fell into it, I think, because they don't know their Constitution. And we lost a, a lot of young men because of that. And the minute somebody brings up the draft, the minute they bring up the draft, you know those people don't know the Constitution, nor do they believe the Bible. I'm just going to tell you, they don't. Okay? Now, here's the thing. Preventing a warfare state. You remember, I read from Gordon, he talked about the passage in Deuteronomy 7 of what the king is supposed to do. And the king is... Oh, I love you guys too. Thank you. <laughs> um, the king is supposed to read and have a copy of the laws himself. Okay? He's supposed to know because he is the minister of God. And this is what drives me bananas when I get to voting time and I point people back. I say, well, this guy, you know, you need to have an upstanding moral guy, a guy of good character. Oh, we're not, a, we're not electing a pastor in chief. So what you're saying is you want somebody with less moral character in one of the most powerful positions of servitude. That's what it's supposed to be. He's supposed to be a servant. In our country, you want him in there who has less moral character than you have a guy in your pulpit? Uh, what are you saying? And then you complain about the corruption. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, okay? So what does Deuteronomy tell us? Deuteronomy 17, verses 14 to 20. Listen to it. Hear the word of the Lord. When you come to the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you possess it and dwell in it, and then say, I will set a king over me like all the nations that are around me. See, God knew what they were going to do. He knew they were going to forget him if they didn't do Deuteronomy 6 and have it in their hearts and teach it to their children. So in Deuteronomy 17, he says, you're going to come to the land. You're going to say, set a king over me like all the nations that are around me. You may indeed set a king over you whom the Lord your God will choose. One from among your brothers you shall set as a king over you. That means no, not, no, none of those guys who aren't natural born citizens like uh, the previous dude, the usurper, Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. He wasn't a president. He was a usurper. You may not put a foreigner over you who is not your brother, only he must not acquire many horses for himself or cause the people to return to Egypt in order to acquire many horses. Since the Lord has said to you, you shall never return that way again, and he shall not acquire many wives for himself. Or I guess in our case, he may not have other women that isn't his wife. Lest his heart turn away. Nor shall he acquire for himself excess silver, excess of silver and gold. And when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself a book, a copy of this law approved by the Levitical priests. And it shall be with him, and he shall read it, read in it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law and these statutes. Not fear the people, fear God. Do what's right before God. That's who he has an account to. Okay? that his heart may not be lifted up above his brothers, and that he may not turn aside from the commandment, either to the right hand or to the left, so that he may continue long in his kingdom, he and his children in Israel. Now that's for the king. That is so that the king is held to the standard of the law. He is not to be lawless. He is not above the law. 
He is the enforcer of the law. Okay? Does that make sense? He is the enforcer of the law. He's the one to make sure it's enforced. And in order to enforce the law, you have to what? Know it. You got to know it. You give somebody a job to do, they don't know how to do the job, how are they supposed to do a job? Send your kid out, he's never chopped wood before, you say, here's an axe, son, go out there and knock it out. And he's looking at you like, what do I do with this thing? Can you show me how to do it? Can you teach me how to do it? you got to learn before you can do, right? Alright, so that's what's going on here in Deuteronomy 17. So, you've got the king, or in our case, the president. Now, we read about the president in Article 2, didn't we? That he's the one who is charged with faithfully executing the laws, making sure they're faithfully executed. And he's got tools at his disposal for doing that, and it's not the Department of Justice. That was created in the 20th century. So over 100 years, I think it was, that we didn't, we didn't have that. So here's the thing. The point is, is this. He's got tools at his disposal. Now, what did we read in the Constitution just a little while ago that are those tools for enforcing the law, for putting down insurrections, and for repelling invasions? It's that thing that we don't have in existence right now that nobody wants to talk about, and that is a militia. That's the tool for enforcing the law. The thing that every one of you gets so ticked off about, and I do too, that no justice is coming, it's not coming. Why? Because the tool to bring justice is not in existence, and those that you keep electing to office don't want them in existence. But the Bible lays it out about who makes that up. This also comes from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 20, verses 5 to 20. Listen to what it says. Hear the word of the Lord. The first part, verses 1 to 9. When you go out to war against your enemies, <clears throat> excuse me, and see horses and chariots and an army larger than your own, don't be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to the battle, the priest shall come forward and speak to the people and shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Uh, let your, not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is He who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you the victory. Then the officers shall speak to the people, saying, Is there any man who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go back to his house. Got a new house? Don't come join in right now. Go deal with your house. Let, lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. And is there any man who has planted a vineyard and has not enjoyed its fruit? God's given you something good, and you haven't done anything here with it? You haven't got to enjoy it? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man enjoy its fruit. And is there any man who has been betrothed to a wife, we would say engaged, and has not taken her, he's not consummated the marriage? Let him go back to his house, lest he die in the battle, and another man take her. And the officers shall speak further to the people and say, Is there any man who is fearful and faint-hearted? We'll let him go back to his house, lest he make the heart of his fellows melt like his own. And when the officers have finished speaking to the people, then commanders shall be appointed to the head of the people. Sound familiar to what I just said? The officers are appointed to the people according to their requests. 
Guys, this is all biblical. This is not far off. This is not Trump's problem. It's not, well, it is in a certain way, and it's Congress's problem. But the fact of the matter is, it's our problem. We've been asleep for far too long, and we think somebody else is going to fix it, and they're not. It's got to be us fixing it. I'm going to have in the archive of the show my interviews with David Zuniga and Edwin Vieira on the Constitutional Militia, so you can get a real good grasp of that. Also going to put in there for the grand jury, because they go hand in hand with that. As you saw that we had, what was it, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about that with David uh, Zuniga. And so... These are vitally important that we get them in our minds, get them in our hearts, understand them, and then begin to implement them. We have got to start this somewhere. County level is fine. Go to your sheriff. Say, look, this is what the Constitution says. We need this to start. We need you to be a spokesman for us. Get behind your sheriff in that, in that manner to bring this forward. This way, guys, when you have Antifa roll up in your neighborhood... When you have BLM roll up in your neighborhood, when you have criminal politicians pushing mandates that are unconstitutional, fining you, trying to throw you in jail over silly stuff like that, you have a remedy for it. In fact, you are the remedy for it. You're the remedy for it. You and me. It's time we quit complaining about it. We all know it's bad. We all know things that are going on that's bad. What are we doing about it? Waiting for November so we can cast a vote? If that's your idea of the solution, you're never going to solve anything. Ever. So with that said, I hope God will bless what's been said here. And I hope it resonates with you. And I hope you take it to action in your state, in your community, and we'll begin to see something change. Without that, we're not going to do it. All right? See you guys. 8 a.m. tomorrow, Kate Shimarani. See ya. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. 